7, if you'll look at it with me, Proverbs 16, verse 7. It says there, when a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. It's a pretty powerful statement, isn't it? <laughs> when a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. Very powerful statement. If you think about an enemy, you know, in our minds, we probably already have our list made up. As soon as pastor said enemy, you said, got the list. <laughs> you might have it hanging on your refrigerator. I don't know. Uh, but the fact is, is we have people that we might even determine as being enemies. But boy, that's a very strong word, isn't it, to use? You think about the word enemy, a very strong word. And we find here in the Proverbs, it's clear that the Lord helps us to overcome the enemy. And so how does he help us overcome the enemy? It's very simple, isn't it? When a man's ways please the Lord, even his enemies will be what? At peace with him. So I'm thinking to myself, one of the things I want to challenge myself to do is not pick out who my enemies are, but if I spend time pleasing God, guess what I don't have to be concerned about? <laughs> my enemies. God will take care of those situations for me. So when you're going through the Bible, it's consistent in that the Lord continually speaks to all about what to do when the enemy comes our way. And whether the enemy is flesh and blood, or whether that enemy is spiritual, or whether that enemy is demons or Satan himself, God is the one that we must lean on to defeat the adversary. And one of the enemies that I'm going to add into this tonight is the enemy of our thought life. And our thought life gets us in trouble a lot, doesn't it? And I got to thinking about this. One of the enemies that we face that is our thought life, we should challenge ourselves to avoid the enemy of wrong thinking. The enemy of wrong thinking. Wrong thinking leads us down the wrong path a lot of times. And so I want to get us to kind of have that in our thoughts this evening. Wrong thinking can only become overcome by pleasing the Lord as well. If I'm thinking wrong, the only way to correct it is by pleasing God. So I have to say, how in the world am I going to correct my thinking? Well, I'm going to show you tonight that you can. And you can do it biblically. And we can attack the enemy through Bible principles. We don't have to attack the enemy. And so I want you to see these things in the scriptures. And so uh, by uh, pleasing the Lord with what we put into our thoughts and uh, how we think and to avoid allowing our mind to slip into what I call, how many of you know what I'm saying when I'm saying poor patterns of thought? We get into poor patterns of thought. And we get into that mode of thinking the wrong way. And we allow that to dictate our day even sometimes and dictate what we do or how we react or how we respond to other people. And uh, our thought life leads us down a path that can be sometimes very miserable and lead to very miserable days at times. So when the, we consider the enemies, these are both enemies that are seen, enemies that are unseen, enemies that are spiritual. And I want to talk about the enemies, whether they're physical, spiritual, or those that we battle in our thought life. So here is the real challenge tonight. Are you pleasing the Lord so as to overcome the enemy? Are you pleasing the Lord so as to overcome the enemy? So we, let's go back to the verse. He said, when a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at what? Peace with him. So no matter what the enemy is, my goal should be to please God. That should be my goal, to be able to overcome an enemy. I must have the mindset of doing one thing. What is it? Pleasing God. I've got to think about pleasing the Lord to overcome the enemy. So we've got to lean on the Lord to battle the enemies that we face. And so I say when battling the adversaries, Please the Lord, and I believe he'll help you overcome the enemy. And so we're going to look at pleasing the Lord, first of all. 
So what or who is your enemies and what form did they take in your life? Well, I don't know. I just told you they're seen, they're unseen, they're physical, they're spiritual, they're mental. <laughs> Are they not? So we face all kinds of battles. There's demons, there's the adversary himself, the devil. Uh, we have all these kinds of different things. We see physical enemies. We generally will point out people as being our enemies. And so we attack based upon that. God will help you in your battles against the adversary of your life if you'll please him to overcome the enemy. Now, part of having your enemies be at peace with you is that I believe you have to take this book and use it to the fullest extent. You have to use this book to the fullest extent. <laughs> and I'm going to show you a couple of things that we need to do. Now, I appreciate Brother Chris being coming up here for seven months now. Seven months, Chris. <laughs> Six months, but we're into the seventh month. Seven months he's been coming up here doing one thing. What's he been doing? S say what? Memorizing verses. One of the ways to overcome the enemy is to please the Lord. The way to please the Lord, the Bible says, to memorize Scripture, right? So uh, you think about the heart is desperately wicked. Who could know it but God above, right? And so you think to yourself, how do I overcome all of this stuff? And so thine word have I hid in my heart that I might not what? Sin against thee. And so Chris, for the last seven months, has been trying to get us to do something. Memorize Scripture, <laughs> Now, I want you to get a hold of that and think about that as we go through this tonight. Now, part of having your enemies be at peace with you, I think, is taking the Word of God and using it to the fullest extent. So the first step, you have to do this. Please God. You say, preacher, come on now. The Bible says when a man's ways please the Lord, he can even make your enemies to be at peace with you, correct? So he can take care of that. So I have to think, if I'm going to overcome the enemy... This I have to do. So this idea of what a man's, uh, a man's ways, uh, this is your course of life, your mode of action, your conduct, your way of life, the route, the path, the journey, whatever you want to use. Whatever you're doing, whatever path you're on, you need to think to yourself throughout the day, is my path, my journey, the things that I'm doing, are they pleasing to the Lord? If I want to be at peace with my enemies, I have to please the Lord. Part of that is the conduct of my life. How am I behaving myself? What mode or action am I in? It is taking the word of God regarding your enemies and putting it into effect. Now, let me read a, verse, a set of verses to you. I'll have you turn to them because I want you to see them firsthand. Turn to Matthew chapter 5. And I want you to really think about these verses. Now, when Jesus is speaking, these are not suggestions. These are what he's telling us to do. And so when you read things, you can't look at God's word and say, well, that's a good suggestion. <laughs> I don't think he was making suggestions. It, it, the last time I read uh, the Bible, it says, if you love me, keep my commandments, right? And uh, there are more than 10 in the Bible, by the way. How many of you know that? How many of you know that there are more than 10 commandments in the Bible? How many of you know that there are more than 10 commandments in the Bible? Maybe you don't. Uh, there are a lot of commandments in the Bible, <laughs> and it goes way beyond 10. So Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. I really believe Jesus is saying, if you love me, keep my word. Amen? He's telling you to keep his word. Uh, part of keeping his word comes by way of this Matthew 5, 43 through 45. If you're there, say amen. And make sure I'm in the right place. Ye have heard that it hath been said. Are we in the same spot? And he says, thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, what is the next phrase? You ought to underline that in your Bible. 
Now, I didn't write this book. I'm just preaching it. Amen. How many of you say, preacher, that is hard? Is that hard? Is it hard to do what that says? Love your what? Enemies. Now, bless them that curse you. It didn't say curse back at them. It said bless them that curse you. He said love them and bless them. And then he said do good to them that what? If they tell you they hate you, what did God tell us to do? Do good. Now wait a minute. When a man's ways please the Lord, what happens? Even my enemies will be at what? Peace with me. So how did God tell us to treat our enemies? That's hard, isn't it? And you say, wow, come on. I'm telling you that's what it is. So he said, love them, bless them, do good to them. And here's a good one. And pray for them. Pray for them. Now notice what it says. That despitefully use you and persecute you. So my enemy, I have to love them, bless them, do good to them, pray for them. Now is that not what the Word of God teaches us? And you say to yourself, you've got to be kidding me, preacher. Wait a minute. When a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. (laughs) God tells us in the New Testament, let me give you some, not suggestions, but some commandments. This is what you're to do with your enemies. Now, how many of you say, I fulfill that wholly? It doesn't happen, does it? But if we want to be at peace with these folks, we need to learn how to do these things toward those that we don't get along with, that are not on the same page with us, if you will. And he he goes on and he makes this statement. He said that ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven, for he maketh the sun to rise on the evil and on the good and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. You say, that's what I'm praying for him about. I hope it rains on them every day and the sun will shine on me. That is not what he said. He is telling us, I want you to know I'm in control of these things. I am in control of these things. If your ways please me, we can work some things out here for you on your behalf. You say, that's not how God operates. I didn't write it. He said, do these things. That's how you work with your enemies. These are the things that we're to do. Now, the word, when you think about it, we have a responsibility to pray for our physical enemies, and this is something that pleases God. So that word, please, what are we talking about? So I looked this up, and, you know, obviously when you're in the Old Testament, you're talking about Hebrew. When you're in the New Testament, you're talking about Greek, but it didn't matter. It came out the same. (laughs) So the idea is this. To be pleased with, specifically to satisfy, I like this. Delight in and to be favored. And I thought, if I want the favor of God on my life, I'm going to do something. I'm going to please him. Now, if you look at it in terms of what you have to do for your enemy rather than pleasing God, you're going to get your focus off. (laughs) But if I look at it in terms of pleasing God rather than focusing on what's wrong with the enemy and how can I attack back, I'll be on track. But my thought life goes to how can I attack back rather than how can I please God in this situation. Consider what I'm saying tonight. That's hard to do, isn't it? To come over and please God rather than attack my enemy. And I have to have in my head, my goal in this should be to please the Lord. And so I want to go in that direction. 
Let me give you some scriptures here. And the scriptures teach us that we ought to be cautious about some things. Proverbs 24, 17 and 18. Proverbs 24, 17 and 18. Proverbs 24, 17, and 18 say, Rejoice not when thine enemy falleth. Now, let me get your attention for just a second. <laughs> when something goes wrong for somebody that we despise, we dislike, we don't get along with, you're like, good. That's good. I'm glad that happened to them. They needed that in their life. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> you say, no, I'm just matter-of-fact about this. I'm not rejoicing over it. I'm just being matter-of-fact about it. Hold on a minute. Rejoice not when thine enemy falls, and let not thine heart be glad when he stumbleth, lest the Lord see it and displease him, and he turn away his wrath from him. God said, I'll just take it away from him. I'll remove it from their situation. And, and as long as you're happy about it and rejoicing about it and glad about it that they've fallen and they failed, shame on you. Because God said, I'll just pull it back. And who knows what he can do for him next week, right? And what you don't want to do is rejoice when your enemy falleth. So wait a minute. God said, if you do that, lest the Lord see it, see you do that, and it displeased him. Now wait a minute. Pleasing the Lord causes my enemy to be at peace with me. Displeasing the Lord does what? <laughs> And so you have to understand that the responsibility that we have against the enemy is to please God. Now think about that for just a moment. My role and responsibility against the enemy is to please what? God. I have to please the Lord in it. As I share this with you, I want you to think about a New Testament uh, principle. He said in 1 John 3, 22, And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Now, wait a minute. He said, if he catches you rejoicing over the fact that your enemy stumbles, it displeases him. So you have to come to the place where you're pleasing the Lord when it comes to your enemies. Now, by the way, I can't see your heart. <laughs> he does. I can't see what's in your mind. He knows what you think. So you have to please God both in outward actions and inward thoughts. So it's a responsibility that you have. Now, as we go through this, the Lord is fully aware that there are enemies out there. There's enemies of the believer. And when facing the enemy, we are to please the Lord, and we approach it by attacking this biblically. Not attacking the person, but attacking the situation biblically. If I'm going to attack biblically, then I'm going to love them. I'm going to bless them. I'm going to do good to them. I'm going to pray for them. You're like, you are sick, preacher. <laughs> But that's what the Bible says, doesn't it? And that's the role and responsibility I have. Now, wait a minute. When I laugh at them when they fall or they stumble, God says that displeases them. So the principle in the New Testament says when he's watching us, we ought to do those things that please him. So regardless of the enemy, whether it's physical, spiritual, or our thought life, the answer is to please the Lord when the enemy attacks. Now, you must seek the Lord to defeat your adversary. So the latter part of this says... He maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. So I share with you this. As a Christian, um, know that the attacks of the enemy will come, and no matter what their method is uh, or their way or their manner, the Lord is there to help us succeed or to have victory in those situations. 
but I have to lean on him. I have to depend on him because the things that I just shared with you, how many of you say that's really easy to do when it comes to my enemies, to love them, bless them, do good to them, and pray for them? That's, that's just simple, preacher. That's, that's no problem. And we know that not to be true, right? So if I need help with that, where do I turn? The, the one that I need to please, right? And I say, okay, Lord, I am incapable of this. Just confess to him. Tell him, I am incapable. Lord, I despise this person. Help my heart to change. Lord, I hate this person. Those are strong words, aren't they? To help my heart to change, Lord. You see, because you don't have an ability to do it, but he has an ability to work through you. And you say, what do I do to change them? <laughs> Love them, bless them, do good to them, pray for them. God will be pleased. Your goal is not to figure out how to attack back. My goal is, can I please God in this situation? <laughs> can I please the Lord to overcome the enemy? Now, enemies, <laughs> what are we talking about? Adversary, foe, a person who's actively opposed or even sometimes hostile to someone or something. I used to work for a company called Benchmark, and they were the parent company, and they set up hotels and resorts all over the country and all over the world. And uh, there was an employee there that I worked with that when they would come by me, uh, I don't know if you get this kind of picture in your mind, but it would be like taking a piece of really gritty sandpaper and rubbing it against your face when you saw them. <laughs> That'd be painful, wouldn't it? And, and, and when I would see them, Miss Carol, it, it just... I, you know, I would walk so close to the other side of the building against the wall to get away from them. That's how I felt about it. Now, I wasn't saved at the time. And after I got saved, I learned this principle, and I thought, man, I need to be kind to this person. And through all of that, the dynamics of the whole relationship changed. When I decided that I was going to befriend them rather than be hateful toward them. And whenever you change your thinking, it changes your attitude. And you say, well, what if they still act that way or still do that? Don't I have a right? No. The, 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 the passage doesn't change at that point, and, and we still have to fulfill what God told us to do. So as we think about this, the Bible says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, is a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. So the devil is real, by the way, folks, and he wants to neutralize you. He wants to stop you from doing anything that will please God. So he'll cause things sometimes even to enter in, and this is why we need to depend on God more. He wants to get you to the place where you're ineffective for God's use. So God is capable and is able to ward off or overcome whatever enemy comes our way. And as it stated, that happens by, the, by way of me pleasing him. So to overcome, and I want you to think about this word, to overcome is to succeed in dealing with a problem or a difficulty and be able to defeat an opponent. You prevail regardless of who the attacker is or what the attacker is, you're able to prevail. Why? Because in this case... We're being dependent not on self, but we're being dependent on God. We're being dependent on what God can do. Now, God gives us peace against our foes. And, and I, I thought about this. I was reading in the Old Testament. I thought, weren't there times where God would pull his hands back and things would go wrong for the Israelites? How many of you know that happened in the Scriptures? See, God doesn't have to come in and do anything wrong. He just has to pull back his grace. He just has to pull back his mercy for a moment. And, and he can pull his hands off of any situation that he chooses to. 
And I was reading in Amos, and I thought, God did do that. Because you go read in Amos, and you look at this, and here's what he said in Amos. He said, Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, an adversary there shall be even round about the land, and he shall bring down thy strength from thee, and thy palaces shall be spoiled. God just pulled his hand back. Says, what's going to happen now? But can God's hand of grace and mercy be upon us as well? Can he watch over us and protect us? Obviously he can. But when we're doing wrong, how can we expect God to do something for us when we're doing wrong. Things really can go south quick when we are not following the principles of God's Word. When we decide we're going to go in our own direction, we're going to do our own thing, we're going to do it our own way, regardless of what God's Word says. And yet if we would fulfill the principles, we would see a different outcome. And what it is, is when you look at this, God can bring peace. Here's what Solomon said in 1 Kings 15, or 5, 4, I think. Uh, but now the Lord my God hath given me rest on every side, so that there is neither adversary nor evil occurrent. <laughs> Solomon said, let me tell you what God did for us. Now, do we know a time where God had to pull his hand off of Solomon? Of course we do. As we get to the end of Solomon's life, he started off well, but he didn't finish well. But we see God's hand on Solomon as Solomon did those things that pleased the Lord. Now listen, this is not about your salvation. This is about pleasing God with your attitude, your actions, and your behavior. As a Christian, this is about pleasing your Lord so that even your enemies will be at peace with you. And so we can see God gives us peace against our flows, and that includes being safe in the midst of an attack. He can even take over and make sure one of the other things that God's capable of doing, too, is also bringing restitution to us because of our enemies. Now, I want to tell you something. You go back to the nation of Israel when he brought them out of the land of Egypt. What did those people over there give those folks so they'd get out of town? They gave them everything, didn't they, Chris? Gave them everything they needed. Paid restitution for having put them in slavery for a long time. And you think about it, God can even cause that to occur in your life. I'll tell you a quick story. I was in Colonial Beach, and um, uh, I, had, I, I used to just leave my vehicles unlocked all the time, and I, and I left my briefcase out in my truck. One evening, it was kind of a nice night, and I still had the windows open at the house, and I was lying on the couch, and we just lived in a very small home there, and, uh, and, uh, and the wind was blowing. It was a beautiful night. And uh, while I was lying on the couch, I thought I had heard something, and I just ignored it, and just a beautiful night. And, and, uh, but somebody got into my truck, and they took, uh, how many of you remember Palm Pilots? <laughs> I had a Palm Pilot and all that kind of stuff in there. They took my laptop, my Palm Pilot, and all that kind of stuff. And uh, so when they, when they took all that thing, and, and at the time, I was wanting to upgrade my Palm Pilot. I wanted to get the color screen now, because they came out with the color screen. I just had, like, the LCD screen or whatever it was, you know. Uh, that it was. I can't remember. But they stole stuff out of my truck. And then they took my briefcase and threw it in the woods. And Brother Ben, the thing that I was concerned about the most is my Bible was in there. My Bible that was given to me by my pastor when I graduated from college was in there. Had my name on it. And man, I was just... Well, that night, I remember getting up and closing the windows because it was storming so bad outside. So I closed the windows. That briefcase, the next day, I went out and I realized I'd been robbed. So I got a hold of the police. They came out and started looking around and everything. 
So they said usually criminals will throw whatever they want uh, they don't want. They'll just ban it pretty quickly. Well, it poured down raining all night long. My briefcase was open. They started pulling stuff that I had inside my briefcase out of it, Brother Chris. He pulled my Bible out, and it wasn't wet at all. <laughs> and he turned the briefcase over, and water poured out of it. You tell me. The one thing I cared about, God made sure that it was protected. Well, in the end of the story is, is that they ended up catching the young man. I asked the officers, could I speak to him? Because if he had really needed that Palm Pilot and that computer, I would have given it to him. He didn't have to steal it from me. And he said, you would tell him that? I said, yeah. Well, they paid restitution <laughs> to me, which allowed me to buy the color Palm Pilot. <laughs> and a new laptop. God can do that. Now what I'm sharing with you is, is when we want to get our own restitution, you can count on it going south. If we count on the Lord to pay restitution to us, He'll take care of it. Let me give you a couple of verses and I'm done here tonight. We are given specific instructions from the Lord how to overcome both in the Old and New Testament, how to overcome the enemy. Let me give you these verses because I think this is wonderful because Paul reiterates what we find in the Old Testament. So what is it? Well, Proverbs 25, 21 through 22. He said, If thine enemy hunger, or be hungry, I'm sorry, give him bread to eat. And if he be thirsty, give him water to drink. For thou shalt heap coals of fire upon his head, and the Lord shall uh, reward thee. Now, that's written in the Proverbs. But Paul then says in the New Testament, in Romans chapter 12, verses 20 and 21, he said, Therefore, if thy enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. And so doing, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Now, here's what Paul says. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with... Go ahead and say it real loud. Overcome it with good. Don't overcome evil by being evil towards someone. Overcome evil by being good to people. Now, here's some scriptures that I want you to think about, okay? I'm going to break this down into four quick parts. I'll give you the verses, and I'll tell you what. Physical enemies. Let me tell you what God said when the physical enemy is attacking, okay? When someone is physically attacking, and I, I mean, you know, they could be verbal, and it could be essentially a physical attack, but physically. He says this in Luke, and also he brings up something in Deuteronomy that I think is important for us. But in Luke 12, 4, And I say unto you, my friends, be not afraid of them that kill the body. Don't be afraid of them that killed the body. He said, and after that, have no more that they can do. So in other words, in this particular case, he's talking about salvation in this particular case, but I'm just sharing with you overall, why should I fear men? I should fear God, shouldn't I? So if God told me to overcome my enemy, I need to please him, what would I do in this particular case? Don't be afraid of those that are verbally attacking you. Don't fear them that verbally attack you, but what you do want to do is fear the one that, if you verbally attack back, what is to come for you? You should be more concerned about what God thinks rather than what that person said. You should be more concerned about who God is and not you getting restitution for the situation, not you getting payback for what's taken place here. And so we have to be very careful, and that starts in our thought life. 
In Deuteronomy, he said, Be strong and of good courage, fear not be, or nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee nor forsake thee. God's with us. Don't forget that you, if you're saved, the Holy Spirit's in you, and God walks with you. And so as a Christian, I need to have that consciousness toward God that he's with me, so the words that come out of my mouth and the actions of my spirit, I need to be cautious about those things because God is with me. And then I want to give you from a spiritual perspective, and many of you know this verse, so from a physical perspective, don't worry about those things that they say verbally or that, you know, if they physically attack. I, I always tell people, protect yourself. You know, duck if they swing, but get out of the way. You don't have to get into a fisticuff. Run. Well, I'm a bigger man than that. I ain't running from nobody. Okay. <laughs> sure. But God said, love them, right? Bless them. Do good to them. Pray for them. It's tough, isn't it? But that's what pleases the Lord. Let me give you from a spiritual standpoint, Ephesians 6, uh, 12 and 13, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. You are never really physically fighting a battle. That passage clearly says, for we wrestle not against what? Flesh and blood. You are never really fighting a physical battle. Even though you may think so, or verbally uh, having a uh, conflict with someone, you're not fighting a physical battle that way. Here's what he does say, though. He says, uh, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So how do we overcome it? <laughs> well, wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God. And he says, take the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to withstand. So what is the whole armor of God? That's not just a kid's program that we do on Sunday mornings in Sunday school. The whole armor of God is for you and me as believers from a spiritual attack, and he's telling us what to do about it. Well, the whole armor of God comes through God's Word, correct? And you think about it, what is our only defensive weapon? Scripture. It is the sword, is it not? That's my defensive weapon, isn't it? And the only defensive weapon I have is the Word of God, which is the sword. And so I must, when I put on the whole armor of God, I have a lot of things that protect me from being attacked, but my only defensive weapon is the sword, the Word. That's the only defensive weapon I have. So you're not wrestling against people. We're wrestling principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness and darkness in high places. It's not these people around us. Although you may think that way, but that's not what God teaches us. We also have an enemy. His name is Satan. James 4, 7, and 8. Submit yourselves therefore to God and put on your boxing gloves and get into a fisticuff with the devil. That is not what God told us. Submit yourselves therefore to God and do one thing. Resist the devil. And here's the promise that follows that. And he will flee from you. Submit to God, resist the devil, he'll go away. Submit to God, resist the devil, he'll go away. So how hard is that? Well, preacher, you don't know because you're a preacher. You don't have any problems. 
What we have to do is do what the Bible says, don't we? Lastly, this, your thought life. Philippians 4, 7 through 9. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding. <laughs> the peace of God, which passeth what? All understanding. Now listen to me. Shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. What's going to keep my heart and my mind? It's going to come through who? Christ. Christ is the Word. He is the sword. My defensive weapon is the Word of God. Right? My enemies, love them, bless them, do good to them, pray for them. Whew. I wish you wouldn't have preached this. But that's the truth. So here it is. Shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And I love this because Paul said, finally. That means that's the end of this thought, isn't it? Finally. You're saying, preacher, I'm glad. We're at the end. Finally. Here it is. How do we adjust our thought life then? Well, we have a Christ, a God, who gives us peace which passeth all under what? Standing. And he'll keep our hearts and minds through who? And then he says, finally. Now, here it is. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, what's the next phrase? Think on these things. <laughs> How are we supposed to think to please God? What do we do to please God? We have a Christ that will give us peace that passeth all understanding. He'll keep our hearts and minds. And he said, finally, brother, and here's the way to think, isn't it? This is what we're supposed to be thinking about. And, and he finishes that out by saying this. He says, those things which we have both learned and received and heard and seen in me. And the next word, so easy. Do. <laughs> do them. You say, preacher, how do we overcome the enemy? Do what God said to do. Get your mind off the enemy and get your mind on pleasing God. Get your mind on how you're going to attack and get your mind on how you're going to please God. Get your mind off of the physical, verbal confrontations. Get your mind on to God. Get your mind off of fighting with the devil and submit yourself to God. Are you with me? And you can just keep doing that back and forth because the way to overcome your enemy According to the Proverbs, when a man's way pleases the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to do something. Be at peace with him. So if you're going to overcome the enemy, please God. Let's pray. Father, we love you tonight. Thank you for your goodness and grace.